And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, hello to everyone. Another edition of the greatest podcast covering MMA in the world with Josh Thompson and myself, Big John McCarthy podcast, Dave, the man on the controls. This is the next version of Weighing In. Yes, we are coming to you a day late. That's because sometimes families count and we have to make exceptions for people. So we made exceptions and family comes first. So sorry if it upsets you, but that's what we had to do. You can catch us on Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Look for us on YouTube. Hit the subscribe. Give us the thumbs up. Spotify, Stitcher. And as I always say, that plethora of other platforms, podcasting platforms out there, you can catch us on. If you want to be part of the Weighing In team, go to ProWrestlingTees.com. Punch in Weighing In. Look at the picture. Hit it. I know it's good looking, but hit it. It'll come up with a bunch of different shirts that we have for our podcast so you can show your support to, again, what I'm calling the greatest MMA podcast there is out today. What's up, Joshua? What's up, buddy, man? I want everyone to understand the reason why we're a day late. It was my fault. So <laughs> it was <laughs> my good. fault. We just had some had some stuff that came up and had to be gone for a day or two. And uh, we're back. That's all that matters. We're back. And we have a lot to talk about. And I'm freaking amped, man. I'm so excited. I got to read other people's like uh, comments. And I got people tweeting us saying, where are you guys at? What are you guys been doing? They're all mad at us because we were a day late. Pissed but off. But hey, guess what? This thing will drop first thing in the morning by the time you guys get up and you're, you know, took a shower, brush your teeth, comb your hair, do all the things you got to do. And uh, you'll be ready to go. Listen to it on the car ride to work. Um, there you go. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to do it. you start. I'm going to do, do it only because I, I think you and I have had these conversation, this conversation already just a couple moments ago. You guys want to fight? You guys want to be fucking some of the best in the world? You guys got to perform. It doesn't matter the circumstances. And I understand fighting with no crowd sucks sometimes or would suck, period. But you got to perform. And they just didn't. And I, I don't I don't want to knock. A couple of them did. Aiden Lee. Uh, Aiden it. Lee. Alfie Davis. Wanless. Akon Wanless. I said it, I said it before last week when I said, these are guys you should and watch out for. he did losing effort. Yes, yeah. he did. Yes. I thought he fought a phenomenal fight. He's a stud. He just... He's going to need a little bit more progress, but I still think he's got the potential. Aiden Lee, phenomenal, man. And oh, I he thought, looked good. I thought that as well. But with a guy like Aiden Lee, he needs to put on – he and not as, in terms of like – he needs to have a little bit more of the killer instinct. He had moments where he could have went after a little bit harder, and he didn't. He was having fun. You could see he was really flowing Especially with all hands. Especially as that second round started. Oh, yeah. He, you could see the comfort level set in. Yeah. He looked good. When I saw him fight, I called his one of his first fights in uh, Newcastle against Saul Rogers. And man, I, I realized then how hard and difficult he was to take down, how how active he was from his back, how good he was on the feet. It, he was a fun fighter to watch. And I kind of thought that he would progress even more. We just haven't been able to use him as much as we could. But he's, he's got a bright future, I think. And as far as the rest of the, the ones that were on the card, you guys got to come to fight, man. And I, I know I'm, most people always say, like, you, you guys, oh, you guys are just Bella Tornut Huggers. You guys work for them. Guess what? I'm going to call it <laughs> like it is. I, was, I had talked about that fight, the Fabian Edwards fight and Vancina's fight for months. For months, I've been talking about how, how good it was going to be. It just didn't live up to the expectation. Now, 
I can also say this. Anytime, let's talk about all past fights where they actually legitimately hate each other, the fights never really live up to that. And they legitimately hate each other. You know, you go back to say, um, what was it? Rashad and John Jones and a couple other fighters that legitimately hated people. And the fights just were blah. They're flops. They're, they're afraid to pull the trigger because they don't want to get they don't want to get hurt. They don't want to get knocked out. They don't want to lose to that person. It ends up being that way. So in theory, it always sounds great. Like it's going to work out perfectly. And on paper, it was shaped up to be a great fight, but it just didn't live up to it. I was upset about the whole thing because as I'm watching, I'm going, God, pull the trigger. Like the first first round was boring. They were filling oh, each other out. Oh, the first out. round was so bad, dude. Vanstinas had a good so second bad. round. And the third round, round, Fabian had a great third round. Great so, third round by one fighter in each. You know, outside of the rest of the card, I was like, eh. You know, but those are the fights, you know, and you can be upset if you're Fabian Edwards because your uh, undefeated record went away. Mm -hmm. Those are, hey, you created that with that first round. Mm -hmm. You're giving someone the opportunity to decide you didn't win that round based upon you didn't do that much. You've got to always think about I've got to do enough to make someone realize that I'm the one in control of this fight. Yeah, he didn't do it. You know, same thing. Van Stinas, the second round, he just obliterated him. It was a great round for Van Stinas. And then he comes out in the third round, and Edwards switches it around, and great round for Edwards. And, man, I would have loved to have seen it go to a fourth round, yeah, maybe a fifth round, because maybe it would have been different, and maybe Fabian Edwards would have ended up taking that fight because it looked like Van Stinas was you know, getting tired, and he said that he came into that with injuries and stuff and wasn't able to train the same, you know? Put that in a five-round fight. Different winner might have come out on top. I've always, since they started the five-round fights, I've been against them. But I've also made it clear that I kind of feel that there should be a five-round fight that these two, obviously, being considered some of the best in Bellator, being the up-and-comers, that they have the potential of making it to that next level, that this should have been a five-round fight. And, they, you know, uh, Van Stinas has fought John Salter. Salter's fought for the title. He's already been in that area, whereas Fabian's getting there. And he should have this this I could have seen being a five round fight. But I'm saying if you're gonna put people on in the, as a main event that we just like with Bellator, they just don't have the roster. They have 200 fighters. They don't have, you know, 500, 600 fighters like the UFC. Sometimes they even have more, depending on who they have and who I haven't cut yet, that type of thing. The list gets along. It's not the depth. So main eventing guys is a little bit harder, especially when you get into like the UK. It's harder to get guys to main event that you you know can put on a good show. And so that being said, like you have guys like Paul Daly, he should be fighting five rounds. He's he's that guy. Like he, most of the time, his fights don't go five rounds. They don't even go three rounds. So what's the point of not having him fight five? You know, and he's that guy that he's always one fight, maybe two fights away from a title shot. Usually, just one good fight away from a title shot. And he always has great fights. Have him fight a five round fight. These guys here, both making their title run. They're ready to have five round fights, but all the other guys, like the ones that we saw, like if it was an Aiden, and as much as I like Aiden Lee, if it was an Aiden Lee, I'd say, okay, look, you're not there yet. Let's give you keep giving you three rounds, but have you main event so more people know you. Look, the diamond in the rough though is this: is that Aiden Lee, Akon Wanless, Alfie Davis, Alfie even Davis. even though to me I felt like it was definitely not the potential of Van Steenis and Fabian Edwards. I think there would I think it was a good learning experience for both of them to headline yeah. a card against each other, knowing that there was a grudge there. And they know if they ever did run it back, that they know what to expect from each other. Now you could potentially get a way better fight, which you should have got the first fight. So yeah, I just expect exciting. what I expect out of Fabian Edwards. Look, he's good. Yeah. He's got talent. Let it go. Yeah. Quit holding back. Quit, Pull you it. know, like 
you got to pull the trigger on some of those because he had openings. You could see that he saw him and then gave the little stutter and then held back. It's like, got to let it go, man. If you don't throw it, it'll never land. Yeah. So, but, yeah, let's get on to the pay-per-view of okay. the UFC. Let's go. Because there was some really good fights in that. There's a couple guys in there. Who, who impressed you with the UFC's card? There was a couple of guys, man. There was a couple of guys I was really impressed with. All right, let's see, let's see, let's see. So, even though Zubai is like one of my teammates, trained with them for years, you know, not impressed. I, I was, I was not, <laughs> not so much that I was not impressed. I just wasn't happy with the fact that he could have done a lot more to get. He's to running the, in the end. And here's the thing: is I don't understand why you're the better wrestler. You're the you're the one that should be making people step away and run from you. You know, and we saw his boxing's on point. He's got good hands. There's no reason. There was no reason for him to continue to like move and stay. He was out boxing. Uh, how do I say his name? Dawadu. 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 He was out boxing him. You know, in moments, not all the time, but at moments, he was out boxing. Especially in the second round, he out boxed him. I thought he had some good runs, and the in the first was very close. Uh, yeah. I think did one judge gave it thirty twenty seven though to Dawadu? Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yep. I, I didn't see yeah. that at all. Um, and there was no way that you could give him the second round. Yeah, I, I didn't understand yeah. that. But then the other thing too, there was right. one, there was there was one judge I believe had it twenty eight twenty seven. Was that the right? Yeah, Am he, I he gave no. Was that the fight that he did? It wasn't on that fight. No, it wasn't, it wasn't on that fight. fight. Huh? Okay. Yeah. I just remember hearing one of those. It was twenty eight twenty seven. I was like, what? Yeah. Where the hell did you get that? On anyway. that one, the the judge gave a a ten eight. And I, I want to say that was Bellator gave a ten eight round. To Van Steenis in the second round. That's right. Gave a 10 8 round to, to Fabian Edwards in the third round. The third. And so that you had that 20, 28 27 score. Interesting. All right. Sorry, guys. I'm getting them all. Totally confused. different fight card. Yeah. My bad. My bad. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, Zuba, I think, given the fact that this is kind of like their first run of guys fighting uh, since Khabib's dad had passed, who's their head coach, and just not having him there, I think, in the corner and being there. I, it was probably one of those. Just it's hard. I'm, I can't I make excuse for him, but I thought Dowdu looked good when he pulled the trigger. He was a little bit stuck in that not pulling the trigger. He was afraid to get taken beginning. down, and he talked about that. Um, he wasn't getting the getting. He wasn't getting off. So go back to the card, please. And then um, I thought, who else did I thought? There was a couple other guys on the card that I thought looked good. Dun, dun, dun. Go down farther there, Dave. Yeah. Pull it up. I I can't remember names. Yeah, I'm or anything. There was so. Also. Go to go to the earlier fights. So that's I, the beginning. Done. Yeah, that's Daniel the beginning. So go. I thought Jake Matthews looked good when he pulled the trigger against Diego. He just yeah. didn't. He just. I felt like he was afraid to get taken down, or he was afraid to get caught up in the exchanges <laughs> and not letting Diego. You know how Diego just throws punches from weird angles. Everything uppercut, overhand left with a loopy right hand. So I thought. I thought he. I had seen him fight a couple times before. But I thought Jake Matthews looked good. I thought he just he commanded the whole cage. I thought he did a great job against a seasoned veteran. A lot of people are talking about Diego's, you know, obviously older, shouldn't be fighting anymore, all these other things. But I thought Diego had some good transitions in that fight as well. Obviously, I mean, like, he's not making a title run. We all know that. But I thought, I thought Jake Matthews did a very good job at controlling exactly where the fight needed to be against someone like Diego. Uh, Jake Matthews won every moment of that yeah, fight. Yes. Let's be honest. You know, Diego was doing some mad rushes at him at times and everything, but it, it wasn't even close. 
and yeah. that's that's taking nothing away from Diego. I love him as a fighter. He's just not the same fighter anymore, and yeah. he's facing guys that technically are very good. They're younger, they're faster, and you could definitely see the speed difference between the two fighters. Oh yeah. Obviously, when it hits the ground, Diego's got. I don't want to say underrated, but seems like underrated ground game because he's good on the ground. Yeah. He's slick. He knows where to go. He understands, you know, you know, positioning and he, he creates problems even if he's underneath. So I can understand where Jake was cautious with him. Mm-hmm. But in the end, when he was opening up on him, he was yeah, he was landing some big shots. Yeah. So I feel like at the end, was it the end of the first or the end of the second where uh Diego was hitting that leg lock? And I thought had he had another 10 seconds, he could have potentially finished that fight because Jake no hit him with two shots. No, no. Jake yeah. hit him with two shots. That I yep. thought I thought Diego was out. Like, his oh, okay. head, yeah, his yeah. head, his head bounced All off right. the canvas. So and it, I, I was like, reversing no, 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 no. Okay. I said another two seconds, another two, five, I mean, another five or 10 seconds. If he would have just laid a couple more shots, the ref probably would have stopped because he looked dazed when he got up off oh, of, yeah. after that bell. Oh, yeah. So can uh, you go back to the card? Uh, Klein looked good. How about the head kick from that dude? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he looked good, man. No, no. He is now. I can't remember who was who missed weight. So that was a couple of things that were bad in there. Yeah, but uh, Klein looked good, and Brad Riddell. What a fight that was between Riddell and uh, Alex De Silva. That was a barn burner fight. Those guys were going after it, and you could oh, see yeah. there was the mistake. Uh, made by the referee where he stopped it thinking I was, was going to ask you about that. Yeah, it was a mistake. You know, you, you've got to look and, and I've had those words, you know, a guy will think that he got poked when you yep. see that it's the, the hand is closed. So, you know, it's the knuckles going into the eye socket mm-hmm. feels like you got poked. Yep. But it's a legal punch. You can't stop it. But man, that was a hell of a fight between why do they not go to the instant replay right away and say, look, nope, go back to work. Go, like, as soon as they see it, go right back to fighting. He still was given another two minutes after that to really get back into the, I saw that. I actually felt like in that situation, when you start grabbing the eye, he could have continued to keep fighting, but it would have definitely changed. I think a little bit of the outcome of that fight. Cause he would have taken some big shots in the process of thinking his eye was, had been poked. Well, you know, when you, when you take a look at, the way that instant replay when it was first put in and you know, instant replay has changed in the NFL and it's changed in the NBA since they put it in. When we put uh, instant replay in the unified rules, it was, you could only use it in a fight ending sequence. And the reason for that is, you know, your, your top level guys, you know, your Jason Herzog who did the, uh, the main event, you know, and your Herb Deans and your Mark Otters, they're not going to go to instant replay at a time that they shouldn't. But when you put in these rules and you have, you know, officials all over the world now going by them, and some of them are not as adept at thinking of, they're they're trying to say, I want to be right and not think about the sequence that they're now stopping. Because when you stop that sequence, when, when Brad hits that shot, and you see Alex go, oh, you know, like this. And the referee comes in, and I know the referee he's from Poland. I, I've worked with him before. He comes in and he stops it. He just took away a possible fight-ending scenario for bad for for Brad Riddell, and you know that's taking away an advantage that he legally gained. While Alex 
is getting a break and being able to recover from a legal blow that he might not be able to recover from if you let that fight go on. So you have to be careful, but we're looking at ways of trying to change that instant replay review. So maybe it's, you know, we have to bring another official and we have like the NFL, you know, that instant replay person is sitting there. They're, you know, that's their job and they notify the referee right away. No, that was good. You need to get that fight going back again. And so the referee puts him back in that same position, gets that fight going there. We're talking about it. So hopefully, you know, that'll change and improve the sport. Yeah. But that was a really good fight. It was a good fight. It was. I mean, I had, uh, what's it, De Silva? I had him ahead pretty much the whole fight. He was doing doing some good work. He was controlling everything. But it was a good fight back and forth. You know, Brad had his moments here and there in in that fight. But but I had De Silva, I can't even say his last name, Coelho. 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 So, but I I had him. You had him winning? I had him winning. Really? Yep. I had Brad winning. Okay. I thought they got the right guy. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I mean, I had, I thought, I thought De Silva was doing enough to win the fight. I thought he won the first round. But yeah. After that, good stuff. It was still a good fight. Like you could. Oh, like, it was great. I thought, they, I thought it was close either way, but you could tell the fight was good. The fight was a, it was a good fight. Good exchanges really back good. and forth. Entertaining fight. Um, go back to the card. It's gone. Oh, okay. Dun, dun, dun. What other? Let me see. Let's okay. Let's let's just oh, talk. Let's go right. My go. favorite one. Which one? Yeah, wait. I'll tell you right now. My favorite. <laughs> yes, I love Brandon Royval. Okay. God damn him against Cara France. Brandon was fun. He was going for it, and, and even after, I loved everything about him. I loved the way he fought. I loved the way he went after all kinds of crazy things as far as he was mixing things up. He, he hit that spinning back. I don't know if it was an elbow, elbow or a fist, but it was, a, I don't know if he meant to throw it as a back elbow or fist, but cleanly. And you saw, man, Cara Francis got a chin because he was yeah. out for a second. He was frozen. He hits, comes back up, and that was after Brandon had gone down and Rivalic. <laughs> Goes down, tries to get up, and all of a sudden stumbles again. Just an incredible display. And then afterwards, he's talking. He says, oh, he's yeah, I was going to stand with him. He goes, you know, you don't stand against that guy. He says, that guy got a lot more power than you, man. <laughs> it was a good but, fight. It was. A, it like, was. It and was a beautiful a guillotine, man. The guillotine that he threw on, like, oh, that's tight. I thought yeah. that they, when they had put, the, they had announced this fight being on the on the main card, and then right there, I was like, eh, I don't know. And then, then I, when they started getting after, I was like, oh, uh, I'm thankful you guys put it right there. Someone was, knew what they were doing. Yes, on that one. yes, they did. I just wasn't sure how it was going to pan out. You know, like I, I hadn't really seen uh, Roy Vall fight before, so I was All like, right. I just, I had seen like clips of, and snippets of him fighting. I saw, saw his, him when he fought Tim Elliott. Ah. And, you know, he beat Tim Elliott, man. I was, he submitted Tim Elliott. I was like, God damn, man. Yeah. I got a lot of respect for Tim Elliott. He's a good He's a gamer. fighter. Tough. Oh, man. You talk about a gamer, a guy that's just balls to the wall all the time. Crazy good. And Roy Ball put it on him. And then coming into this one, I, I am a new fan, man. I will watch that kid anytime. Yeah. He's fun. He's crazy fun. Yeah. I mean, he just he did everything he needed to do. And what I liked was that. Even though, like he, to me, he wasn't the technician on the feet, but he was okay with not being that person and still standing, but only enough to get to where he wanted to go. So 
Never letting, never letting Kai, Kara France, whatever, you know, get into he just the, said it perfect. Yeah, never, never letting him, never letting him feel like we're gonna stand for too long, because if that happens, then realizing that you could end up getting rocked, putting yourself in a situation where you don't want to. And he did get rocked a couple of times, Ooh. you know, but he was he understood that right after he did something, right after he got rocked, all he had to do was throw back and then get back into some sort of grappling exchange. Once he was able to do that, you just realize that he was just dictating where the fight was going to take place and that was that's 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 for high level fight iq that's all it was there was a lot of high level fight iq in that in that card all right i mean on that uh on that fight so and I, a little bit of cra- little bit a little bit of crazy, crazy. <laughs> that always crazy. helps crazy always makes it good that always helps <laughs> uh but i was very impressed it was, it was a good fight for both of them um i thought i thought kai could have done a little bit more as far as letting the hands go a little bit more they, don't get me wrong they were scrapping at it but he was letting he was letting uh, Brandon Roy, Royval get the better in some of the stuff and getting off first. He was letting him dictate dictate where the fight would go, kind of walking him down, big punches, and that didn't work to Kai's advantage. Now I thought the one thing I thought Kai made him it looked to me like Kai he was definitely looking for the knockout, but he was looking for the one punch knockout. Yeah. He was looking for that big that big shot. When he's so good in the stand up, just keep touching him, man. Your footwork, move in and out. When he's coming close, circle out, hit him. If he would have done those things, which he is definitely capable of, might have been a different fight. But to both guys, thank you very much, man. You put yeah. on one hell of a show. Great it was fight. fun for me to watch. I, I was sitting there going, oh, I was having fun, man. So it was good. It was. It was nice. Um, all right, let's get into the yawn. Yawn and Dominic Grace. God damn you. Dude, yawn is a blockheaded, huge power guy man I, I i i said i really thought that dom had the advantage in this fight based upon movement because what dom likes to do especially being the southpaw is he'll he'll lead guys because they want to go away from his power in his left hand and he'll lead them so that they they're trying to step outside and he'll take and he'll turn and spin and launch that left hand and he lands it all the time and i thought he was going to be able to do that but I'll give it, you know, Jan credit. He did not in any way care about the power of Dom Reyes. He did not ever let him step off. He kept him straight in line. And the accuracy of that kick that he kept throwing yes. to the to the body. Yep. Dude, it had to hit the same spot freaking six, seven times. I mean, the exact same spot. The accuracy of it was incredible. And man, he's got power in his hands because he freaking he shellacked Corey Anderson. Yeah. He went out stiff. You know the, that nose job, the rearranging of Dominic's nose was a beautiful shot, and he was definitely hurt going down. I did think the referee could have let it go just a little bit longer because Dom's legs are up. He's trying. He's bringing the hands up to. I don't think it was going to change anything. So, but championship fight, make it decisive. Make it decisive. Don't give anyone the chance to say, oh, but you take a look at Dom's face. It's okay yeah. because Jan Blahovich, the new light heavyweight world champion, looked fantastic and definitely rearranged a lot of what Dominic did not want him rearranged. Yeah, I liked a little bit of that inside late kick as well. He's kicking like kind of around ankle to mid-calf level. That also is effective, not just on the outside, but on the inside. So you're hitting that little meaty part of the, the shin bone there. And then on top of it, like you said, the body kicks were definitely key. 
But what that did was he he threw the longer inside leg kick or the body kick when he was inside kicking range. So then Dom never had a chance to really settle his feet or, you know, establish what he wanted to do when he did that. And then when he came back inside, everything was with the boxing range. And I, I Jan was the better boxer. I think when they got yeah. in close, his hands are better. Yeah. And just and obviously he's got plenty of power. <laughs> so, yep. But he just uh, he I thought he fought. I thought he fought a very smart fight, a very good fight. He did everything he needed to do. He stayed composed the whole time. There was he also created some angles to step off and throw more boxing. He did a great job, phenomenal job. I mean, I'm not sure that I would be saying, "Hey, John, come fight." Uh, <laughs> I would like to. I'd like to leave that probably let that let that sleepy dog lie for a fight or two. Make some money, buddy, because realistically, we both know he probably got paid a little bonus for being for fighting for the title. But the UFC contracts, you don't actually get paid. Until you are the champion. So you get yep. bonuses Bigger for money. fighting for the title, but you don't get the big money big until money. you are defending your title. So I would probably wait to start calling out John Jones and uh, nothing against him. I mean, I mean, he's, you know, he's got a chance. I mean, Dom did really well against him, but different body styles, different things like that, that, that play a factor. The MMA math doesn't add up always. Um, but. I, I would wait for the John Jones call out. I would have waited at least a fight or two. Make a little let line my pockets a little bit, you know. But let's, I thought let's was, let's Stepe handle that one. Yeah, right. And Gano handle that one for a little bit. Great performance, though. I thought it was an absolutely great performance on his part. Uh, with Dom, where does he go from here? You know, he's young, and you look, and you know, in his career, what that's his 14th fight. So yeah, he's a young guy. He's still got a lot of fighting left in him. Um, I, I don't know what his age is, but it's right at close to 30. So if he's yeah, 29, he's 30, okay, he's 30 years old. So you figure he's got how many good years left if he's smart with what he does. He's got at least five to six good years yeah. left. And that's plenty of time to get yourself back, start figuring out where those mistakes were made in the fight and what you need to change to fight someone that has the power. Because, you know, there's one thing you look at John Jones, John's not known to have a lot of power. He he volume attacks guys and just overwhelms them with that volume. And then when they hit the ground, then he's incredibly tough once he's on top of you. But Blahovich is a guy, he's got power. And you know, that one punch can change the entire event of it. You've got to figure out, okay, when I have a guy that's got that kind of power, what do I need to do to change this up to make it so I'm not taking the chances that, you know, puts me in range where I can get beat. John, I, I think he's still a young guy that's going to have a lot of success. Yeah, John's a very calculated fighter. You know, oh, he yeah. he picks, he finds ways, like he finds habits you do inside the cage one or two minutes in. And then once he does that, every round is something different. He sees that you're fainting or you're you're parrying too much with right hand. He goes to the head on that side. He sees that your, your elbows are up. He goes to the body on that side. He, he just systematically picks you apart as the fight goes on. Uh, Jan's not that kind of fighter. He sure does things. But he doesn't. I don't. I don't see him make those type of adjustments as the fight goes on. Against he kind of has his game and what he's it got does. his plan. John's a lot more well rounded. He can do a lot of other things, you know, outside if he needs to make the adjustments. Uh, Dom showed that he wasn't able to make the adjustments either. He wasn't. There was some stuff that he could have made some adjustments between, you know, in between rounds, and it just wasn't done. And he just kept doing the same thing. And I think that's what led into what happened with Jan. Yeah. But I think it's good. I think uh, you have another Polish champion. Yeah. Thought it was. Uh, I think it's good. I think it's good. Uh, it's so funny. I love to listen to. I, we have a Polish. We had a Polish guy training at AKA, and um, 
Michael Materla, I think his his last name is Materla. He he always I would he would tell me he would I train with him and grapple. He's a big guy, two hundred pounds, fights at one eighty five, I believe. Anyways, we would always would grapple a little bit and. He's like, yeah, you want to, I want to show, I want you to show me how to make the sweep and everything is, I want to show you, I want you to show me how to make this, show me how to make the sweep, show me how to make the punch, show me how to make the combination. And so it was always so funny. And then I hear Jan talk and he's like, yes. And I was asking my coach to have him show me how to make this and make that every it's anyways, it's own personal thing. I thought it was pretty funny. And now the, uh -huh. show me how to make the money. Yeah. Show me how to make the money. Yes. <laughs> let's, let's not call John Jones out just yet. I'll show you how to make the money. <laughs> you got to give you, you look at, you know, Blahovich coming from Poland was the KSW champion, mm -hmm. you know, came to the UFC and he, he struggled a little bit with a couple of his fights, but what's his win streak at now? Four or five? Four. Four. And he lost to Santos. Oh, yeah. And Santos and who is next? Santos fighting. Santos is fighting Glover. Yes. Ooh. So Teixeira Ooh. against Santos. And the winner of that gets the winner their chance at Mr. Blahovich. Yeah, that should be a good be, one. Has, has Jan fought, uh, or not Jan, but uh, uh, Glover? Um, has he fought um, Reyes? Yeah. Thiago? No. No, he's fought Reyes. No, he hasn't fought Reyes. Has he fought Reyes? No, I don't see it on here. No, no. no. This is UFC fights. I, I mean, Santos been out for what a year and a half now, a year. Yep. Because of the knee injury yep. after he fought John Jones. Yep. Yeah, he looked phenomenal in the John Jones fight, considering he, you know, he tore his knee in the first or second round, early in the first second round. Santos better keep that fight on his feet. That's all oh, I'm gonna yeah. say. That's true. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, there's a there's a very telling fight. Go back to UFC 200. And watch Thiago against a guy named Gegard Mousasi. Mm -hmm. and watch Gegard take him down and just tool him on the ground. Well, if Gegard can tool him, so can Glover Teixeira. And Glover on the ground is a beast. He's heavy and he's good. So, well, I mean, I want to also, I'll play devil's advocate to that. Go ahead. Devil's, advocate, devil's advocate, advocate is this he was cutting a ton of weight to get to 185. Yeah. It's not the same guy. Two hundred five is a he's a different fighter at two hundred five. You can I agree, you know. And so that being said, Damn, I hate thing, agreeing with you. The other thing is Glover also doesn't. I would say he's not a good wrestler. I'm just saying it's a lot harder for a guy who's forty one, Glover, to shoot a double leg or to get in and take someone down like like how uh, Gegard would. Different styles of wrestling, and I think uh, Gl Gl Glover's wrestling's. I'm pretty not damn good. I'm not saying it's bad. Pretty damn good. I'm just saying bigger guys like Glover and guy now that Santos has actually put on the weight, is they don't have the same wrestling as 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 Gegard. The style of wrestling is different. There's a little bit more slickness, I think, to the Gegard wrestling than there was than there will be for the Glover wrestling. A little more speed to it. Yeah, there you go. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. God, I love when you give me the words I'm looking for. I love that. There you go, baby. <laughs> It'll be an interesting fight, though. It's a it's a good matchup. I I I think that uh, power wise, Glover's got power, but I do think that uh, Santos has the advantage in the power. He's got and he's fat. He's faster than Glover. Got it. So he's got that. So I I really look. Glover's got to close and crush that space off, take yeah. away that speed, take away the, a lot of that power. And if he doesn't, and you're looking at a guy, you know. And, it could be that Santos doesn't come back the same, but w the way he was when he uh, was injured, 
he was looking really good on, on his feet. Yeah, I, I look at he may have problems with Santos based on the fact that look at how well, Anthony Smith was was tearing up Glover in the first round, round and a half. Mm -hmm. Then after that, he got tired. But I don't think he can afford to do that against someone like Santos. He can't afford to no, take that type power. of punt, that too much power, different, yeah, different levels of power. So, I mean, but all overall, it makes for a good story. If yeah. Glover can get back to a title shot at what, 41, 41 years old? Pretty cool. I think he's 41, I think. For a yeah, guy that took forever for him to get into 40, the UFC. 40, so he's 40. But yeah, for, it took him forever because of visa problems, right? He had some yep. big issues with visas. Yeah, yep. and there was talk about him like years before he got in the UFC. It was like, I'd say almost probably four years. It was about four years before that. There was people yeah. talking about no one wanted to fight him. He couldn't get fights anywhere. Was, Dude, I was, was doing stuck. his fights all over the world because he he would go different, you know, you go to Australia to fight. He would go to different places. And you look, you go, Poor guy. God damn, kid, are you ever going to get, he's like, I can't, man. My V, I got visa problems. That sucks, <laughs> man. That sucks. Uh, all right, let's go. Let's talk about the main event. Wow. I, I think I uh, kind of called it exactly what happened. Wow. You know, it, it, there's a difference. In you the, didn't call we it. Talked to, Calm down. Oh, you didn't, didn't go call back and, it. Go, Don't go call back and it. listen. Go good, back and Good listen. thing Dave doesn't know how to pull up old film. <laughs> <laughs> no. Know, there's, there's that thing that we call levels. And there's a level to the, the stand-up style that Adesanya has. And first off, he's fast. People, he's fast. I can tell you being in, in, the, in a ring with him. You know, cage. just watching him, it's like... Oh, ring, that's right. No, that was a ring. I, I never was in a cage with him, so... Oh. But, man, he's he's very fast. And he sets it up with his timing, setting up that distance and waiting for a guy to get to a certain point. And all of a sudden, as that guy's moving forward, he's capitalizing on it, And it just makes him look faster than, you know, than he actually even is. And he was, uh, from the, from the get-go... You can take a look at what was happening in the fight when Paulo started shaking his head when he was getting hit with the the low calf kick. It was low to the calf, right on the knee, a couple of different ones, and he's sitting there shaking his head. I go, "You're done." Yeah. I swear to God, I just sat there. I was, "He's done." I go, you, "You're doing that already in the first round." I said, yeah. "That's not. That's telling me your mind's not where it needs no. to be." You know, and uh. It's uh, it, it, this was just the difference levels of fighters as far as also the people that they have experienced being in that cage or ring with. And that was the big difference that I saw, you know, in looking at this fight was there's, there were some uh, guys that Paulo fought that you can look at and say, Hey man, he, he was a good fighter. Like when he fought Johnny Hendricks, you know, Johnny Hendricks was going up in weight. Johnny was the welterweight champion. But when Johnny went up in weight, he was not the same fighter. And he had been beat multiple times. You know, Stephen Thompson had knocked him out. And he had uh, lost his title with Robbie. And then he went up to 185 and just didn't look good. And so Paulo beat that guy. And then, you know, he had the fight with UL. And he did look good for, the you know, the first couple rounds. And then he was struggling in that, you know, last round. But I looked at everybody that he had fought comparatively as far as Adesanya has been in with the top dudes, not only in MMA as far as he hasn't had that many in MMA, but in kickboxing, dude, he's been in with some studs and that experience, it's invaluable, man. It puts you in that position where you look and you say, Hey, 
I've been in with the very best. I'm not worried about this. You don't do anything that I haven't seen before. And that was my real thing with Costa because I knew I knew Costa was you know, he's a good grappler. He's got a he's got a good grappling game. Show me the time that he has been grappling since he's been in the UFC. He just doesn't. He wants to knock everybody out and he wanted to knock Israel Adesanya out. It's just not the game plan you need to to beat that guy. The game plan he came in with, it wouldn't have mattered at all. That's not no. the game plan period to beat him. Like, this is horrible. He, the only game plan that he should have came in with is the one that Kelvin Gaslam came in with. I'm going to fucking make this a dog fight and just yep. hope, just hope I clip you or just hope well, I, I can get into the exchanges to take you down. I never think did that. that's what I think that's what people expected because basically that's what Paulo had done yeah. with all of his. He had gotten in all of his opponent's faces and, and basically you know what, you know, you, you took my mom's money and I'm going to beat you down. And so he would go after guys. And so you thought that that was going to be what you were going to see when he fights Israel came out a little bit different, you know, and I don't blame him. I thought he needed to, but when you can't catch someone, I don't care how much power you have, you can hit the air how many times it's not going to hurt anybody. Yeah. Okay. So you've got to, you got to be able to catch that guy. And I, that's what I really thought was going to be his problem is being able to catch Israel in situations where he was able to land clean shots. Yeah. Well, the, the way not to beat Izzy is to stand at range and just let him <laughs> kick you. We figured that out Thank in you. the first like 20 seconds. Oh my I mean, God. it was when he stood there and I, I thought, man, okay, he's going to be a little bit of a showman. Okay. I'm okay with it. But then as the round went on and he just kept doing that, there was never a moment where he was pushing the pace, trying to get after, make it a dog fight. And I'm thinking to myself, what are you doing? You can't stand well, at kicking range with someone who's got longer legs and arms than you. And it's not only that, it's when it, he was trying to cut the cage off on it. But if you're going to cut the cage off, once you cut that angle to cut him off, you've got to engage and make yeah. him pay for moving in that direction. You can't cut him off and not engage. Yeah. This, then it's you're back to it's a chase so i i don't know you know i i think uh i think it's a learning experience for paul he's still a, a young 29. fighter oh yeah and you know he's he's gonna have his shots again but he's gonna have to figure out this is mma i may not match up exactly like i thought i was gonna match up with this guy so if i get a chance i'm gonna have to change that game plan and that's the best part about mma you he could be better in one area, but all you do is drag him into your world. Yeah. Make him fight your fight. My dad said it too many times. When you are fighting another man's fight, you're an idiot. And, you know, that's the whole thing that you've got to look at. How do I make him have to fight my fight? That's the question when it comes to Adesanya because, man, yeah. no one's really done it. You're right. Kel Kelvin Gaslam kind of got him to do it. And he, that was the fight that gave you know, Adesanya, the most trouble. Yeah. Yeah, because here's the thing is, honestly, in my mind, I reverted back to that fight, and I was like, man, if he gets hit by Costa the way he got hit by Gaslam, who's a smaller 85-pounder, I'm like, man, this fight could be done. And so in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, if Costa makes it a dog fight, like he's been making a dog fight when he fought Yoel Romero, you know, and he's had success. And I thought if he fought that same way, he had a very good chance of winning, especially in the first two rounds. Third, fourth, and fifth, I gave it, if it got to that far, I gave it to Izzy the whole way because 
this the technique and the style of which he has would work to his advantage especially the length and the range once you've slowed down enough at the end of the second or into the third round it's harder to get in on the takedown it's harder to foot keep scrapping as we saw with your Romero. and yeah. izzy can just use his technique in kickball excuse me in kickboxing to keep it on the feet and that never even that never we never got to that point so it didn't make a difference look i let's be honest after the very first minute one minute into the fight yeah if you know what you're looking at you go this fight's done yeah i couldn't believe it i was watching yeah. it just i was like you a little bit in shock i'm like okay you're gonna just turn this on any moment right turn it on turn it on and i'm like and i'm gonna turn it off here in like two seconds i was i was baffled what i was watching but look let's not I'm, i don't want to go too more too much towards costa as much as i want to say is he's a fucking savage oh i gotta tell you he's stud. so damn good he is, he is so good and i mean i like everything that he says after the fact he said when he's talking about okay i'm gonna be i want to beat yoel i want to beat whitaker i want to beat kevin gas i want to i want to fight paul acosta now what do he say he wants to fight uh cannoneer jared jared cannoneer he said well, if, he, if, gets he, gets, past if whitaker, he gets past whitaker he's like i think he's got that a good guy chance of that if he's like if he does i want to fight that guy you can't be mad who as, as as a promoter dana white sitting there going hello oh, hello i love you yeah where have, where have you been all my life you know that kind of thing <laughs> i mean it reminds gives me flashbacks of like a younger you know john jones just didn't care just want whatever just knew he uh, relied on his abilities and his his uh strengths to go ahead and just dismantle people um i'm a little sad that we may not be able to see the john jones izzy fight because i'd like to see that fight um because after he beats cannoneer where does he go it's a good question. It's like, where does he go? Let's, let's start talking money fights. And John tweeted that whole thing about maybe I should come back down and fight at 205 and get my belt back. And everyone's, you know, laughing about it. And and Dana came out and said that, you know, he's all for it. He's like, hey, if he wants that fight, he can have that fight, you know. But I would like to see the Izzy and John Jones fight. That to me oh. is one of those fights. I, I feel especially, like. Especially since they've been doing this yes. for how long? Come yeah. on. They've been jaw jacking back and forth. Is he's got a talent for getting under guy's skin? Yeah, you know, he's 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 good at it. He he sits there and he makes little you know statements and pisses you off, and he, he's pissed John off, and John's tried to piss him off. I think I don't know if it's really gotten to him or not, yeah. but that's a great fight. That's it's it's a fight where you look and you say John has an advantage in one area, no doubt. His wrestling, which he used to use, yeah. He's got an advantage. Will he try to use it against him? It's. I, I think. Know. It's, don't it's know gonna, if he can. It's going to be hard. It, I mean, like it's going to be hard. The speed. I think the other thing too is how old is John now? 34. Uh, see, you same. just you just you just the said the magic word. Yeah. I could sit there and say whatever you want. John was never that fast. No. Of an athlete. Okay, he's great. I take nothing from him. But if you're going to sit there and you're going to look at certain factors in what makes him who he is he's got some speed but not that exceptional speed izzy is that guy that's way faster let's have this conversation then izzy if he continues to do what he's doing at, at 185 does he become the, the the best fighter in the world i mean outside of to me is khabib everyone's gonna say john jones i have the drug issue with that but look i understand the talent and the ability has always been there Okay, and I've never just dis never disputed that ever ever in my life. I think he's always been the most athletic, the most talented fighter there probably has ever walked yeah. through. John Jones, but he's just got that aura of what goes along with it. It was the the failed drug test. Izzy though doesn't have that. Khabib doesn't have that. Like right. I think when you put those guys in there and look, he's twenty and zero. He only needs six, seven more fights 
of being undefeated, do we put him in that conversation? You know, Khabib is what? You, Khabib he gets be, eight more? Yeah. He gets eight more, and, and obviously Khabib's going to be fighting there too. But, you know, when you're getting up there into that, that's rarefied air. Yeah. You know, you're getting 20 and 0, okay, and 20 and 0 not fighting can't. No, asking for the best yeah. guys. Exactly. You know, you're 20 and 0, and you're the guy with the target on his back. You're the one that everyone wants because you're holding that belt. Yeah. He's getting there, man. He's, like I said, it's something about, you know, that 185 pound tends to have one guy that just all of a sudden dominates. You know, Anderson did it before, you know, and Izzy's got, you know, a very similar style in a lot of ways yeah. to him. And, you know, the one thing that I looked at that uh, I was surprised at because I didn't think he'd had that many, this was his 100th combat wow. sports career fight. Okay, he's 20 and 0, but probably had nine or 10 of those in the UFC. Okay, 80 fights outside, you know, in oh. kickboxing. Okay, and he doesn't have any damage on him. No, what does true. that tell you about his level? Yep, no, it's he's true. Something special, man. It's true, I think. But here's the thing John stayed in his weight class the whole time and just did what yep. he did and just beat, beat this sometimes, beat the same guys twice. Now, yep. when you talk about Izzy, he's beaten all the guys and he's got one or two more guys left, I think, in his weight class that he needs to, to distinguish. And once he does, do we try to take him there? Or do we just let him keep doing the same thing he's doing and become 30 and 0? You know, and then that'll put him there in that conversation. Or does do does does he does the UFC say, hey, you know what? Let's try and capitalize on the fact that you're 31 and you and John Jones could potentially make for a fight of the the decade or whatever it is, and a ton of fucking money. You know what I mean? Oh. That that fight right there would just sell, unbelievable, unbelievable money. Yeah, you would think. Put put that put that fight over in either Australia in that arena that they've used multiple times, where Ronda Rousey fought Holly Holmes, or Adesanya fought Whitaker, or put it in New Zealand. You know, come on. Yeah, you could make a ton, a ton of money with that fight, and both of those guys. We'll make a ton of money. That's a, that would be good. That's a fight you've got to put though when there's fans. You can't do it when there's not. Oh fans. yeah, no. yeah. But then that. What is that here? But why? I understand putting it there because Izzy's the younger and up and coming guy. But then what? Are the, I don't think John would really agree to that. Just to be honest, I'm like, I'm not gonna fight the young buck over there in his home where he's from. Hell no, man. You gotta be out your okay, damn well, mind. Stop. Okay, let's be honest. So I am being John, honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, so John, then you show me the place that I can put it on here in the States where you're going to sell that many seats. Well, I don't know. How big is the T-Mobile arena? I don't even know how big that place is. 20,000. 20,000. What are the arenas are around here that do that? What's 20, Anaheim? Anaheim's what? 20 also? Yeah. yeah. So all we're, we're just using all the hockey, between all 18, hockey and basketball rinks. Yeah, all 20, 18 to 20,000. Yeah. 18 to 24. 20, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I got you. Oh, so I even, know. okay. Well, let's say, but let's say, all right, we're going to put it on in Texas, you know, AT&T uh, yeah. Texas Stadium. All right. Is it are you going to sell as many seats? No, John doesn't sell as many no. seats. Yeah. So if you put it over in New Zealand or you put it in Australia, you're going to sell more seats, more people. Hostile Who's the guy that's going to put more butts in the seats? That's where we're going to go. Hostile territory. Just the way I look at it. Hostile hey. Sometimes you got to you got to face those monsters, man. I guess. If I was John, I'd say, <laughs> "Yeah, hard pass." <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd say hard pass. Um, 
it makes for it makes for a very interesting conversation. It does. Yep. I also um, like what Izzy said after because he's yelling at Dana and he wasn't really yelling, but he's saying, you know, 80% and he's talking mm, about weight guys, cuts. weight cuts and how much they're being penalized. And we've talked about that forever. And, you know, and I've, I've always said, I think it should be a 50% of your purse and one point off your scorecard at the beginning. I want to make it to where you're paying. You know, it's going to hurt you. I would hate people like you. <laughs> it's not that I ever had a hard time making weight, but bottom line is, is man, just no thanks. No, if, if, if 50%, I wouldn't even fight. I would just say, nah, I'm good. If I, if again, I miss weight at 50%, I wouldn't even fight. And how many times? And the only time it doesn't, that it matters is when it's that championship fight. Okay. Because the promotion itself, you go to the promotion, you say, I know I have a problem, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to weigh in. They can always cancel the fight before you weigh in, or they can go to your opponent, and then your opponent is not losing that same amount of weight. They're and they put you in a contracted weight of oh, if you're a 155 pound fighter, you're not going to make it. We'll say okay, 165 or 160 or whatever it's going to be. It's fairer for your opponent, yeah, because when your opponent's having to lose the weight and you're not, that's not right. I think I think what we have to have is a serious conversation about percentages. So every pound or two pounds, you lose a percent, like ten point or ten percentage points, like whatever it is. I think I agree yeah. with that type of system because when you get into four and five pounds, yeah. that's fucking ridiculous. I understand well, the one. You're your, your guy. Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't, I didn't hear I didn't I couldn't hear because there five was pounds. people around. I couldn't I but wasn't I really did. listening to commentary. Yeah, and I I did hear that he uh you know he was out there in sweats trying to you know running around, but I don't know whether. What happened? Why you couldn't get up? Five yeah. pounds? Yeah. Now we've talked about this. I think the percentage has got to go. Like in terms of if it's one pound, I understand maybe you had a one pound, 20%. Yeah, one, ooh, that's steep. One yeah, pound, 20%. It, I get it. I get it. Because you're already given that one pound allowance. So you're actually that's missing right. it by two. Two. Yeah, I understand that. So one pound, 20%. You've got to go up every pound over that. It becomes more of a percentage. 30, 10, 40, 50. 30, 40, 50. I can, I can get behind that. But honestly, if I'm a fighter that's five pounds over and I'm losing fifty percent, I'm like, I'll I'll pass till next fight. I'll okay. Do, there's no, I'm just not I'm not gonna lose fifty percent, then lose another ten or twenty to your 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 trainer and your manager and whatever else. I mean, that's a ton, man. You're fighting for twenty five percent. That's it. Yeah, but you okay? You look at who he's fighting. Look at you know, Mean Hakeem is fighting at a disadvantage. Yeah. Here's a kid that I made can. weight. He got down to 145 pounds, and now he's having to fight a guy who didn't have to possibly put out as much yeah. effort in getting down to that weight. It's not right. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, like, let's talk about Connor and Dana. Let's hear. Let's talk about the drama. The, the reason why we talk about drama is because podcast drama. Dave is a WWE fan, and that's all <laughs> they have is drama. And so when there's drama out there, Dave's that's the first a one to send us. That's a different kind of drama. This it's is kind of really? all the same, don't you think? It's kind of all the same. I don't know that the, the it's it's almost getting down to that whole the bro code uh, is being broken again, man. This is it's going back to like Brendan Schaub and Dana when they uh, were on. The you know what? The here's the thing though: is the bro code only works right when it favors Dana? Of that's course. the thing, and that's the only part that's <laughs> I, that's true. Like, hey, you can't you can't say you can't say like, oh, I didn't want that fight. When obviously he has screenshots saying that he wanted the fight. It, I mean, there's it's like, hey, look, what are you doing? And, we, and people have talked, fighters have talked about it before. Like, the what did he say about Dustin Poirier? Uh, that he wanted too much money, right? Over the oh, he said he goes. There's a lot of ways to negotiate yourself out of a fight. 
Yeah. You, know, you don't want to fight. You don't want to fight. No, he wants he wants a certain amount of money for yeah. that fight. And it, and so it's not to say that he doesn't want to fight. He's not willing to fight that person for what you want to pay him. Yeah. I mean, you could look at it both ways though. We do we do sign contracts. We are locked into that contract and yeah, I don't know how you would look at it any other way. I mean, like from the promoter's point of view, I'm sure I'm going to give you a bonus for taking this fight because I know it's going to be a good fight because I know both of you guys are great fighters. Both of you guys lay it on the line. But, I mean, if you're pricing yourself out, you're pricing yourself out. I mean, I don't know how much more you want to fight Tony. But I don't the bottom, either, but... But the bottom line is, you know, Justin Gaethje and Conor McGregor, if, I, I never doubted that Conor wanted that fight. I, and, and what's his name said? Dana said multiple times that, they didn't. He didn't want that fight. That doesn't. That, oh no! It was a Diego Sanchez fight. Dana White said in a text, he's like, he's like, I, I might as well lose my promoter license if I book you and Diego. Yeah, I, and look, and I understand that part of it, but I also understand. Here's the thing: is everyone and is I'm taking for what it's worth. People want to slam Connor for being a piece of shit, but the one thing I'm saying, the reason why he wanted the Diego fight is he wants Diego to make money and bounce. I really believe that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm far fetched. Everyone knows Connor's the money fight. Everybody wants that fight. I, really, I honestly believe that Connor is one of those guys now that he realizes that he's the he's always known he's the money fight. But he knows that Diego's looking for a big money fight. And he's not gonna ever get it. He'll never get it. You know, now he'll never get it. And he I, I don't I don't think that I think I think Diego, I think Connor would have just taken that fight and would have probably I don't know, I don't want to say carried him through it, but I, I don't I don't think it was for any other reason the fact that he wanted to give that guy just a money fight. To, to retire on that's all well, I well first off it was diego that came out and in an interview with the media before the fight said you know i look at i i'm not i'm not chasing belts anymore i'm about you know legend fights he says you know i want to fight so and so my last fight i want to fight conor mcgregor yeah and conor came out and tweeted it would be an honor okay and so you know you, you look at it and if you're dana I don't blame Dana. I don't yeah. want to put that fight on. You know, what what does that fight do for you? It's it would be impossible to sell. No one, even if it's Connor on it, it's not going to do good numbers. All right. Comparatively. So Diego's not going to make the, the kind of money that you know guys are going to make with it. You got to take a look at Dana's in a position where you know he's got several fighters that he's going to have to do something with. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Diego can Diego fight. Diego can fight. Okay, he's still a just a fucking gritty, tough, you know, crazy fighter who you know puts it all out there. But he's slower now. He doesn't absorb damage quite the same way. Guys are able to bully him around. You know, you can you can just see the way his body is comparative to what it was in the past. You know, he's he's aging. Yeah, and all of the damage it's accruing and it's catching up to him and it's showing in his performances. You know, I love cowboy and I will never say anything bad about Donald Cerrone. I think he's phenomenal and yeah. I would watch him fight all the time, but you can see it in his performances. He's changing. He cannot do the things that he did in the past. The timing is not there. The speed is not there and the power is starting to go away. When he does hit someone, they're walking through it. When he kicks someone, instead of them stumbling and falling to the ground, they're walking through it. So if you're Dana, you got to take a look and say, well, you know, what am I going to do here? It, do I give these guys another fight? 
because if you give them another fight, well, you're kind of like the, you know, and, and I, I'm not saying this in a bad way about Danny, you're kind of like the drug dealer. You're the pusher on the corner who's giving the guy the next fix. Now, those guys aren't, you know, it's not a drug thing. They, they're doing it for the money. They're a prize fighter. But there's got to be a time when you say, hey, man, you know, I'm not, he did it with Chuck. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm not, I'm not going to promote any more of your fights. You know, you, you want to go somewhere else. I'll let some other promoter well, know, deal the, with that. The, argue, the argument with the Chuck thing could be made that it was obvious that Chuck's chin was done and Ch Chuck couldn't take a shot. These okay. guys are still taking shots and not that I'm saying that like, you know, but they're still taking shots. There's, there's, well, they're, they're, they're taking, they're taking big shots, Josh, but they're not, I know, but they're not and, dropping and those, like Chuck I didn't was say dropping. that. I didn't, I didn't say that they're getting knocked out, Yeah, but they're taking big shots oh, I know. and it's adding up and you're the guy that's promoting them. Yeah. You're the guy that's giving them money to step into that cage <laughs> and to take that chance of that guy lighting you up again. And there comes a point where you've got to look and say, I cannot control what you as a human being and as a professional fighter do if you want to continue on with this. I can't control that. That's, it's your life. It's your opinion that I want to continue. All I can say is that as the promoter, I'm not going to be the guy paying to watch you yeah. fight anymore. I'm not going to be the guy giving you that opportunity. You want to try to get it from somebody else? I'm sure there's somebody else out there who can do it. But I've seen enough. I think that you've had an amazing career. You're a Hall of Famer. Let's let's do something different. You know, because it's gotten to that point. Cowboy's going to be a Hall of Famer in the UFC. Is he not? He's got more wins than anybody in the Yeah, I can't UFC. imagine him not being. Okay, is Diego now Diego, you can sit there and say he's uh he's in the Hall of Fame with Clay Guida for that fight. But is he going to be put into the Hall of Fame for what he's contributed to the ufc as a fighter yes they're both hall of famers you want yeah, to see him go out with all the losses just piling up and they're just going to continue to pile up let's be honest yeah. you know I, jake matthews is a really good young fighter mm -hmm. okay nico is a good young fighter but not great and these guys are now losing not to the conor mcgregor's not to the you know the Tony Ferguson's or those kind of guys, they're losing to guys that you go, that's a good fighter, but he's not a top level guy. Yeah. So where are you going to go with him? Yeah. I mean, Dana came out already and said, we have to have this conversation about Donald Cerrone. We have definitely have to have the conversation. You know, I'm going to go back and talk with people about the Diego thing. There's other guys I think on the roster as well. You may want to start having the conversation about as well, but it really just comes down to, certain guys will you I think you'll have to have the conversation with and certain guys you won't I don't think with Cowboy you're gonna have to have it I think Cowboy came out after he's like he's like if I do fight again he's like I, I I'm fighting for my job I think he knows and understands sure he wants to ride the dog until the fucking wheels fall off I understand that as well but yeah. I also think he understands he's got two kids now I think reality is setting in I think a little but bit of that is in every fight that you take the amount of damage that he's been taking it just takes a year or two or three years off the life that you're going to spend with your kids and your life changes. Everything changes once you have, especially when you have two kids, it's going to change for him. And I, he's, I think he's looking at that going, do, is it worth, is it worth one or two more fights and losing 10 extra, an extra six or seven years with my kids later on in life and seeing my grandchildren? Fuck no, it's not man. You know? And, and I think in reality, I think that's for a lot of fighters. They need to have that, 
that come to Jesus talk with themselves. And I, Donald seems like he understands that. Diego seems like it's not even in the fucking books. Never. So the conversation I think with it will have to happen with Diego. I don't think it's going to have to happen with Donald. I think Donald, I think Donald's going to have maybe one more. And here's, I want people to see this. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not, but I got to tell you for me, this is what it was is I realized when I was throwing combinations that I would leave my hands out there and wait to get hit back because I knew I wasn't fast enough to bring my hands back anymore without getting hit. And I see it with Donald. He throws and he stays there in stone for a split second waiting to see if he gets hit or not. Sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't. That lets you know that your reaction time is not what it used to be. It also lets you know that you're expecting because in training, you're getting hit with shots before you as you're coming in or as you throw, you're waiting to get hit like you're tensing up and you're not throwing the next three and four punches or the next two and three punches because you're expecting to get hit. And that's not the remedy to win a fight. That's not that. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? So when that happens, yeah. you need to have that. I've had that come to Jesus talk with myself in the mirror. When you realize in the gym, when you're sparring with guys that are not on your level or shouldn't be on your level, and you know, they're not on your level, but now they're hitting you a lot more than they should have been, or they are. And that becomes a problem because now you're taking more damage in training which is mainly where all the damage is taken. And then you go out there and you have the same problem in the fight. And I see it with Donald. With Diego, I don't see it as much with because Diego's all over the place. Like it, 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 like he just throws. And like, you know, there's never really a hesitation. He just throws. But I can see that he just started, instead of stepping in with combinations now, he just covers up and runs in and then waits till he gets close enough and then starts throwing. There's a difference between that and then with, with what Cowboy does, you know, Cowboy throws, but then he leaves himself out there expecting to get hit. They do the sim- something similar. They just do it yeah. differently on how Different they ways. do it, you know, yeah. and there's other guys that, you know, in and in, uh, in the UFC and other guys and also, too, that I've seen in Bellator doing the same thing. Some of the guys do the older guys. And it, it really is a fighter come to Jesus talk they have to have with themselves. Like I said, I think Cowboy has it. He'll have it with himself. Diego, someone's going to have to have it with him. But going back to the Connor versus, uh, not Connor versus Connor again now, Dana having this little battle back and forth. Who do you, who do you honestly think is in the right and who's in the wrong? I think because Connor, Connor did put out private messages between the two. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't read, I didn't read all the private messages. My point is, is when it comes to the fight conversation, the fight conversation was that he was turning down fights and and Connor and Connor I don't think to my from from my knowledge I have not heard of him turning down fights outside of what Dana has said and Connor is showing tweets or showing DMs saying that like see I didn't turn this fight down sure I understand the take on the Diego thing and why Dana wouldn't put it on I can agree with that yeah, I can see absolutely. exactly why you know and I understand why Connor was thinking like hey it would be a money fight for him so he could ride off in the sunset that's my perspective on what I think why well, I think it's, Connor a, would it's do a, it. it's a different perspective and yeah. I it, it's if it's right it's kind of got a nice you know ring to it I just don't know if it's like yeah. is it that or it's like I, I I can get paid for an easy fight it could, it could be probably could be both. <laughs> it probably could be both. But I mean, he knows that he's not going to get paid much for that. He'll get paid, but it won't be what he get, would normally get paid if he fought someone like a Justin Gaethje or a Khabib. That's, no. Yeah. He, and I, that's why I, that's why I lean more towards the fact that I think he's doing it so Diego could ride off into the sunset. Because he said, "I'd like to. I like for it to be my last fight." The reason why you like for me to be my last fight is 
So let me speed that along for you, Diego. That's what he, that's what Connor was saying. Let me speed that along. Let's make that fight so he can be done because he, he needs to be done. And then we we've, and, and I love Diego, but the fact is he needs to be done now, as far as the man code thing, it's hard. It, uh, well, the man code thing should be like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't tell lies about me then to the press when you know, it's not there true. You go. so that's also the man code thing. Yeah. Like, don't, don't tell everybody that it's this when it's really not that. And I also think with Connor, him having fuck you money doesn't, it means that I can do the same thing that you do, Dana. And I don't care. I don't have anyone to answer to, you know? And I think the fact that he hasn't heard anything, Dana had came out the other night, what, last night? Yeah. And said that he hadn't heard anything about the uh, Manny Pacquiao fight and if it's going to happen. And he doesn't oh, even know. Oh, come on. Come on. You believe that he hadn't heard anything about the Manny Pacquiao fight? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's what he said. He's like, no, I don't know what's going on with it. He's like, I haven't been part of it. So I mean, maybe he's heard the buzz about it, but I'm simply saying okay, that he's not oh, well, part of the negotiations. All right, let's let's think about this. In the negotiations, doesn't Connor have a contract with the UFC? Yeah, for MMA, not boxing. Yeah, but their normal contract is you don't get a choice of doing boxing. You don't get a choice of doing know. any other combat. Oh no, no, because no. Nick Diaz had it oh, in there. He no, could. No. Nick Diaz oh, had it in there. He could. That he could do if, boxing. If, Maybe and maybe Connor does have a thing maybe. where he gets to do bo boxing when he signed a new contract because he didn't in the past. Yeah, that's why the whole thing when he was trying to do it with Floyd, you're going, he's got to get the UFC to allow. Him. Yeah, you know, maybe he doesn't now, and maybe that's what he can do is you know so he can say what he wants with Dana. But you know that you look and say he's going to fight Manny Pacquiao. Good luck. Yeah, that ain't gonna. That's not going to end well for you. Hope you get a good money grab. Yeah, it's gonna end worse than the Floyd May Mayweather. Yeah, because Manny's worse. not Manny's not gonna carry the fight for ten rounds. No. Yeah, Manny's gonna try to punch a hole in your head. Yeah, I, I, you know, he is. <laughs> I'm sitting here just I'm driving the conversation. I, yes, he is. I, I think I think I'd give how many rounds did you give Connor in that fight? I'm not saying he would win rounds. I'm simply saying how many rounds did you get? Two, three rounds? He would make it. He might. He might go five at the most. You think so? size wise at the though. most size wise size wise is the big thing but yeah you know let's be honest you know manny's gone up in weight and he's fought up into the you know the yeah. 150 154 i think is the heaviest he's gone yeah definitely he's gone 147 i think 154 is the heaviest he's ever been yeah so that's right in connor's wheelhouse Connor. yeah he's shorter but he definitely is fast oh yeah still. and his footwork and is his footwork is a motherfucker south paul Oh, dude. Southpaw against Southpaw. And yeah, it's going to pose different threats. All the stuff that Con I mean, for both of them, I think things that they're used to working for each other is not going to work as well. But I think Manny's dealt with Southpaws a lot more than Connor has, you know, dealt with. So it's not Manny coming into Connor's world. No, not at all. It's Connor, Connor going into Manny's world. That's not a good world to be in. But what do you look at? I mean, here, I mean, outside of the Manny and the Connor thing, I mean, how do you view the, the, the man code thing with Dana? You know, I look at it in the, the it, it goes both ways and you can't sit there and put things out that, that work for you as the promoter, but put me on blast. Like I'm doing something I'm not doing. Yeah. And that's really what it is. You know, Dana feeds out sometimes not the full connotation of what he's insinuating. But once he insinuates it, the media runs with it the way he put it out. 
And so he may not have said the specific word, but they've got the meaning of what he was saying. And so Connor's got a point when you say, Hey, you were the one lying about me first. Yeah. So there's, there's a, a code of conduct and there's an honor that, Hey, you know, you, I'll always come to you. I, I won't put anything out. But once you start putting stuff out that I look at, that's just absolutely not true. And you know, it's not true. This is how relationships end. Let's just say that. <laughs> but here's the thing though. We've had these problems before and it, it continues that like John Jones said the same thing about Dana. Connor's yeah. now saying the same thing. We've had fighters in the GSPs said a couple of times that he, they, he hasn't been truthful. But it's be it's the whole same thing I was talking about when he's talking about Dustin Poirier to sit there and to say he doesn't want to fight. Yeah. That's not true. That's you can sit there and you can say it, but it, it doesn't make it a fact. He does want to fight, but he wants to fight for a certain amount of money. You as the promoter want him to fight, but you want him to fight for a lesser amount of money. And that's what's keeping the fight from happening. It's not that the fighter, it's not that the person is afraid of taking that fight or doesn't want that fight. He just wants to be compensated this much for it. And you're saying it's not worth that much. And so you guys can't come to an agreement. Okay. So why are you saying that I don't want to fight? You're the one putting those words out there instead of saying, ah, you know what? Dustin doesn't want to take that fight for a reasonable amount of money. Okay. You can say that that's because that's your opinion of reasonable, but you can't sit there and say, I don't want to fight. Yeah. That's my job. Yep. I agree. Do you think Dana was kind of stupid as well though, for having a conversation about fights with his fighter through Instagram DMS? Like, do you think he, like that should have been reserved for a phone call. I know it's Conor McGregor, but like he kind of put himself at, at risk of like being because he was in that thread. He was totally groveling to Conor as well. Like you could, it was like really, it was kind of like <laughs> hold it, on, hold on. What do you mean groveling? Explain that, Dave. Like the the way that um <laughs> Conor is like dinner. This needs to happen. He's like Conor. Like look, man, just like you need to understand. Like you know, like he was he was like basically bowing down you could tell it's like i'm he's like I, we really can't do the fight until july he's like we're, we're you know july is the only date we have and and connor's like make it happen dana it's, it's kind of funny but, <laughs> but i just think like dana kind of put himself at risk like by having a doing that in, in a dm in the first place like isn't that why he employs matchmakers yeah but i mean like when you're dealing with guys like connor and you john jones they generally go directly to dana yeah you know like the guys that have the big money fights not very many people are going to deal with you know i think the relationship between ali and dana is different like when you're dealing with khabib khabib doesn't talk to dana directly occasionally here and there but then guys like connor guys like john jones other you know other guys that they're going to probably deal with dana a little bit more hands-on but not through dms man. i know on. that's a little strange yeah that'd be that'd be like me texting you through ig and saying like hey do you want me to send you some clips on here <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a little strange hey it yeah. is what it is man i mean it is yeah. what it is we'll see how it works out oh. all right well if, wait. Connor, if connor gets that fight with manny good for him as far as a money grab but not gonna go well yeah hey we've got a couple of fights coming up this weekend so you got holly Holm versus uh irene aldana uh, that's an interesting fight 
It really is. It's you know the question is now, mm-hmm. what Holly Holm do we see? You know, again, an, a, a fighter getting up in age, mm-hmm. uh, getting towards you know that has she passed the pinnacle and now everything is kind of on the downside. Yeah. Where you look at Irene Aldana, she's good. I don't know if she's good enough in the stand up. You know, she she's a stand up fighter. Holly presents a lot of problems based upon her movement. Yeah. And and it takes uh, someone with a lot of power to uh, take a lot of that movement and and make her pay when once they can get in to range that they can launch on her, make her pay for all that movement. I don't know if Irene is that person. Uh, she's she's good. She's tough. But it'll be interesting. Interesting fight. And it's it's an interesting matchup. And the thing that I've seen from Holly, Holly is evolving even at this point in her career where I've seen she's a lot more uh, apt to go for a takedown, make someone think that she's trying to do things, take the fight to the ground, work on, you know, her opponent. That might be a good game plan for against Aldana. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, I felt like who was it that she fought? I want to say it was cyborg. Maybe it was. Anyways, I want Holly home fight. I think cyborg. Yeah, and she was able to clinch her, press her to the fence, and I was like, yep. "Wow, you're doing a fucking phenomenal job of this." She, and she I, that's when I started noticing her her progression and what she had been doing. And uh, I mean, I would like to see her fight for the title again. I don't know where she's at as far as getting back to that. I mean, outside, honestly, outside of Holly, Jermaine Dermonomy is the really the only people I think they're going to stand a chance against against uh, Amanda Nunes. I mean, there's gonna be Holly and Holly. She showed last the last time they fought didn't go her way at all. She there wasn't a second of that fight. I felt like she was winning, you know. So that's. But I'm saying I'm just saying in terms of skill level, I put Holly up there. But then Jermaine Jermaine would be the next one, you know. Yeah. We'll see how the Juliana Pena thing comes out with uh, her and Jermaine fighting the same card, and we'll see how that fight turns out. I would imagine that's a number one contender spot to see who fights Amanda Nunes again possibly i i don't know uh holly's obviously up there at the top as well with aldana so maybe the winner of those two fights ends up fighting each other to see who fights amanda but then you're getting rid of another another one of your number one contenders if they lose it's ah, it's so so around but you can't keep holly's got to get up to the top she's 38 years old she's got to get there in the next in the next year she looks great she always has good footwork she got her skills are getting better every single time but you I, saw her in that last fight she had against Raquel Pennington, who she fought in her debut yes. in the UFC. Mm-hmm. And you saw how she fought her differently. She yeah. pushed her against the cage and just ground on her. She's a different fighter now, yeah. different, you know, different age, different time. She might go back to some of that type of uh, uh, skill sets to make it to where she's not getting hit like she did against Amanda. And 38 all years those old shots. and shredded, shredded. shredded. Oh, dude. She's in shape. Just shredded. I'm like, Ooh. damn. And That's you look like, at you know, all the fights she's even had as a boxer and stuff. So she's yeah. had a long career. Yeah, I'm interested to see. I want to see the Jermaine uh, Deronomy fight and Juliana Pena fight. I want to see that fight, see where that comes out, see which one looks more dominant. Uh, Aldana might look phenomenal as well if she can get inside that boxing range and land some heavy hands. You know, she might be able to do well, but she got to stay outside the kicking range, though. She got she got to be, is she either going to be all the way out or all the way in that boxing range? She can't. I don't so think- is, is, is it Juliana fighting Jermaine? Yes. 
Wow. You talk about a contrast because Jermaine's going to, if, if that thing stays on the feet, Juliana is in trouble. trouble. And you know that, you know, Juliana, if she gets Jermaine to the ground, Juliana on top is a beast. Yeah. She is heavy on top. The, the, you watch the fights, the ladies do not get out from being underneath her, you know? So I didn't see her last fight when she came back. I don't know. Is she, is she the same fighter? Cause she had left. She's not with uh, the guys over there in Spokane, Washington anymore. She's training no. somewhere else now. And I haven't yeah. seen her really fight since she had her baby. So I don't know. She'd be good. I mean, this is a big task and Jermaine's been looking good. You know, she, she looks good. She's got, she's getting better at defending the takedown. Just not enough to, to stop the takedown against uh, Amanda Nunes. So if she can stop Juliana's takedown, she's got a good chance of winning that fight. Really don't know if she chance. can stop it. I don't know if she can either. It's a tough <laughs> go. Tough go, though. I'm excited. <laughs> then there's uh, a couple other guys on the card as well, but uh, Court McGee is fighting Carlos Condit. A little throwback fight for everybody at home. That's a good fight. Should be fun. Court, you know, you look at Court's story and everything that he's gone through in his life, and he just keeps on plugging away. And then, you know, Carlos... The the one part that's sad for me in this is here's Carlos against Court, two guys I really like, and they're down. Where in the card? Where where, yeah. where are they fighting that thing? Are they even on the uh, Numbers, card? They're one to. Uh, they're gonna probably be like the, the uh, main event. They're the main event. The main event probably. Yeah. yeah. Or they might be the opening right. fight. It may shuffle around too. You never know. They Fights have been falling be off. Fight. Fights have been falling off. That's you know, true. for for Bellator, same shit, right? Fights fall yeah. off every time we get there. You're like, oh shit, we lost two fights. What happened? Well, so and so wasn't yeah, feeling this well. This thing or... called COVID. Yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, all right, and Bellator show. I t- look, Paul Daly against Derek Anderson. I cannot wait for that fight. Yeah, I. I'm not gonna say shit because <laughs> I said the Fabian Edwards fight, <laughs> Van Steenis fight, could potentially be fight of the year, and I was fucking way off. It was. What? It just wasn't it. It all comes down to this. You, we, everyone knows what Paul Daly does. Yeah, that's true. All right, this is a guy with over, you know, 40 wins. You know, he's probably got like 42 wins, something like that. 34 knockouts. 40, 41 wins, 17 uh, losses, and two no contest. Yeah, 33 knockouts in those 41 wins. Oh, yeah. Josh, you remember okay. good though? So, 41 wins. I thought he had 42 wins. I actually did, but... um. He's got 33 knockouts there. So it's pretty simple. You know what he's going to do. But Derek Anderson, he had a couple of fights, two fights against Patricky, uh, Pitbull, and in both of them stood there and they just slugged it out. And you're thinking, what are you doing? But he's that guy that will do that. And, but he, and he can be so much better and he's got a good ground game and he can be a slick fighter, but he gets drawn into brawls and he sets his feet and just starts throwing. And I think that's what we're going to see happen. So someone's going to go to sleep in that fight. Yeah. He just doesn't fight smart. <laughs> no. Like, not at all. But, but I got to admit, I enjoy the of course out of watching his fights because, man, he's got some barn burner fights. Yeah, you, just, you look, you go, the fight IQ has gone out the window. <laughs> he was always that guy, though, at 155. I was like, how in the hell do you make weight? He's huge. He's enormous. And then to see that when he goes up to 70, I'm like, all right, this is this is more like it. And he's a big guy. He's got a big body frame. His shoulders are real wide. And I'm thinking to myself, every time I would see him, I'm like, God, there's no way you make 155. So now he's at 170. But my thing with him is it's always going to be, I think, this thing with him is he's very inconsistent on when he fights because he's dealing with injuries all the time. So yeah. I don't know what he does. 
that always gets him hurt, but he's always got sorry. Excuse me. He's always got some reason why he's pulling out of a fight because of some sort of injury. If he could just stay healthy, I, I, heard, I believe for a while it was his hands. He was like breaking his hands or his hands were always messed up and he always had some sort of injury. But I mean, he's fun to watch. So if you guys are going to tune in at home, I'm going to tell you right now, it, it should be. I'm not going to jinx it and say it's going to be fight of the year candidate. But, no, but it, it will be, be, a, it will be a fun fight. It will definitely be a fun fight. And Paul is going to bring it to him and Derek. Showing his uh, lack of fight IQ will stand in the middle of the cage, I think, and brawl with him. Slug it out with him. with him. So it should be for a fun fight. Who else is on that card? Mm-mm-mm. Oh, so so for me, Norbert Noveni, he's young. What is he, 20 years old? He might be 21 20 now, years old. he's 20 years old. His yeah. dad was Romanian or Bulgarian? His dad is Bulgarian. Hungarian. 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 Sorry, Hungarian. my bad. Sorry, my apologies. And was the Olympic. He was an Olympic gold medalist in Greco uh, wrestling. Roman wrestling. Greco yeah. Roman wrestling. He's got a little bit of that, but he's got a very uh, MVP style stand up, but fast, long, but man. He's good on the ground. He's good on the ground as well. Showed very. He fought Will Flurry and just. I mean, the, the fight could have been stopped several times at multiple times. I called that fight. It was in Dublin, Ireland, and I was thinking to myself. At any moment, ref, you can stop this, and no one would say a damn thing. <laughs> it was, it was a, it was a one-sided beating for a twenty-year-old man to look the way he did. I was very impressed with his performance. I was, I didn't know what to expect because I had seen some of his highlights, but I had never seen him fully fight. But when I called that fight, I was like, "Who is this kid? Phenomenal young kid, very, very. Uh, I don't want to say arrogant, but very confident. He's in, confident. In he's in not arrogant. He's, no, he's not arrogant. He's just very confident he's kinda, in his skills. He's kind of like he's kind of like all London shoot fighters." That's a good, it's a good camp. Yeah. The, the, the guys coming out of that camp, they're good. They're good everywhere. They get trained well. They're always in shape. And that's, that's just a good camp. That's where he's out of. And he's looking good. You know, he had that one fight. I want to say it was his second pro fight where he actually fought. He was sick as a dog and tried to get rid of his opponent real fast and gassed. <laughs> just gassed and had to make it through the whole fight. He, he won the fight, no doubt. Yeah. But you look and you go, Oh, you learn a lesson in that one, but he—he's a young stud. He's gonna be really good. So when I, yeah, because when I talk about, I feel confident in in the the, the young talent that Bellator has. He's one of the guys I'm speaking about. Oh, yeah. I'm speaking about him, Aiden Lee. You know, like uh, Akon Wanless. Like these are guys and the people that Alfie Davis, people that I feel like I have confidence in the fact that they may not become world champion, but I feel like they're gonna make sure that they're headlining cards or they're at least in that that talk of of title contention at some point in their career. And I, I think the the future will be bright for those guys as they get as they get older. Yeah, just my personal. About it. They're fun to old. watch. Yeah, fun That's to watch. The, yeah. Who else? Uh, uh, uh. Brian Moore, uh, always, always fun, always entertaining. Dealing with a ton of injuries in, in as well. In fact, uh, Blade was the one. Uh huh. But he's off. Oh, he's he off fell the off. Guard. Yeah, that that fight felt so. Brian, the Pike Man, more will be moving up into the main card, from what I've been told. So yeah. that that's a good. He's he's fun to watch. He goes after it. Yes. He gave AJ McKee a hell of a fight in yeah. Ireland. AJ learned a big lesson off of that one. Don't sit there and think that you're just going to dominate people. Yeah. There's someone out there that will whip your ass. <laughs> Brian Moore's tough dude. Yeah, he is. He's very tough. He's dealt with a bunch of injuries as well. Always his hands. Yep. His hands are always, always broken hands. every single time. So he's having a hard, he has a hard time 
getting through a fight without some sort of injury or in training as well. I mean, I was excited for the Elias Belade fight because I, I had said this a while back. I said to me, I feel like he's probably the best or he's in that talk of, of being the one of the best stand-up guys in the game, period. I mean, he's phenomenal on the feet. Now his jiu-jitsu is obviously left to be designed. <laughs> There's a lot of work. Supposedly, supposedly he's gotten a lot better yeah, talking and, to people over there at SPG because that's where he's been working out. Well, he, he when said, in his last fight, he had a, a couple better. he had a couple takedowns, was able to pass guard, was able to get, get, get some uh, active – activity going on on the ground uh, i mean i'm ready to say he's going to be a jiu-jitsu black belt but he was no it was nice to see him make some transitions into that knowing that he could have just since kept it been, on the feet the whole time he's been kickboxing since he was five years old it's man. crazy he's good too. he's so good throwing like seven eight punch combination kick punch combination i was like wow so i mean for the longest time they had a hard time finding guys that would fight him because he was so good on the feet nobody wanted well, to fight him it's kind of happened again yeah we're getting there <laughs> All right, Dave, since it's my fault that we ended up having to do the show a day late, we're actually going to take one or two fan questions. Why don't you give oh, me a fan you question? owe the fans. I owe the fans. I owe okay, you guys. Okay, got it. Well, interestingly, interestingly enough, then. Uh, I have, interesting enough. <laughs> I have one for you, uh, since Big John did all the fan questions last time. <laughs> um, Michael Sullivan wants to ask you, um, did the first Gil uh, fight versus Gilbert and the third fight versus Gilbert feel extremely different since they had spent uh, since you spent so much time in the cage together? What changes for the fighter in a rematch trilogy situations, and then does it make it easier or harder mentally going into um, fight someone you've already faced before? Um, there's a lot of avenues on that to answer that though. But Big John, you and I, we've talked about this a bunch of times. Is that the whole, everything was different. Not one thing was the same from the first fight to the middle fight to the last fight. And I got I got to tip my hat because I think CBS did a really cool thing on on uh, our trilogy, uh, Gilbert and Maestroli, where Luke Thomas had talked over it and they had talked. It, but it they broke it down exactly how my thought process was. The first fight it was one sided. It was all me. I think one judge even had it like fifty forty four fifty forty five. Anyway, something like that. But it was it was very one sided for me. The second fight, I felt it was one-sided for him, even though it was a good scrap. No, it wasn't one-sided. But it, it was a good fight. It was a good fight, but I'm saying... I was there. You, yeah. I don't know if you were, but I was. <laughs> there was moments <laughs> I, I don't recall. <laughs> but it was a good fight. The third fight, though, I felt like we both knew what was at stake because it was the third fight. And we had a very different approach on that fight, whether it was training. But however, the fight was a very skilled, very methodically placed out shots everything was very was was taken I, I had it down to a t on how i was going to beat him and how i was going to do it and i mean i came up short in that third fight but it was one of those fights that i felt like i felt like i should i should have won you know the second fight i didn't think i won you know and I, I didn't win but the third fight i was like i felt like there was no way i was going to lose that fight I, it came into it i came into it a week before I, I had tore my pcl in the back of my knee in sparring i was sparring with gray maynard it was my actual last sparring session Sorry, my second to last sparring session on it was a Wednesday before. And I nine days out, I just I couldn't walk, couldn't check kicks, couldn't do anything. And he must have heard about it because I remember front row Brian, and I still to this day I get a little irritated when I bring it up. You know, someone from the gym, from our gym, from AKA leaked it to him and his fucking ass posted it. And I knew right off the bat that Gil had knew about it because he fucking came out kicking. Right away, he came out kicking towards the legs. Gil never kicked. I mean, like, he he threw him in there every <laughs> once in a while after a combination or whatever, but he just came out throwing four or five kicks in a row. 
I'm like, you son of a bitch. You know, but it, ch it changed the way I approached the fight. After that, I came out. If you look at the way the fights were fought, the first fight, I came out, I let him stick in, I let him put the pressure on me and defend his takedowns. My game plan was to make him, make him realize he couldn't take me down like he used to when we used to train years before that together. The second fight, I wanted to get into his face and I wanted to grill after him. I wanted to see if I could break him. I wanted to see if mentally I could break him because I had broke, I didn't break him in the first fight, but I had made him realize that I wasn't going anywhere and I had conditioning to go the full five rounds. I wanted to see if I could potentially break him in the second fight and it didn't work. It didn't break him, you know? And then the third fight, I said, okay, well, we tried the first two. <laughs> one was successful, one wasn't. Let's just stand right here in the middle. And I didn't, I didn't have the mobility to do what I could have done what I felt like I could have done because my knee was messed up. So I just, if you watch that fight, I actually came out and stood right in the center of the cage and didn't really do a whole lot of movement. There was not, I just stood there and I realized I could push kick inside leg kick and box mainly. And hopefully he would overcommit on something. I could get easy takedowns, but it really just came down to each, every fight was different. Training for it was different. Everything that I did, I just realized I had to be more fine tuned and be very precise in what I was doing. Cause he was, he was good, man. You know, where the two of us made each other, I think, better and uh, throughout our careers. Don't don't you think that it's it's the natural progression though? Because when you have a rematch, one of you lost, yeah. and that person's got to figure out, okay, where did I make the mistakes? What can I do that's going to create situations for me to take advantage of in this fight that I didn't do in my first fight? And I think that's what Gil did in the second fight is. He never, he was always there. As you pushed, he pushed back. When you threw, he threw back. And he was never going to be that guy that was not responding to whatever you did in the fight. He was always going to give you a response, which he didn't do in the first fight. Yeah. He started to accept more. So it was that never, never go away without responding. And then you took, and then in the third fight, you changed things up based upon what happened in the second fight. And that, that just shows intelligence as the fighter intelligence is the you know the trainer and the training group hey we've got to change this now that he has altered what he's doing so yeah in, in, the, it's going to be in the first fight it was tons of kicks to the body which depleted his his energy his you know his ability to like walk forward i did a ton of push kicks and a lot of body kicks you know to the liver so all of that but then the second fight he made it sure that he had worked on catching kicks Everything he did was he was catching. Every time I kicked the body, he caught it and countered right off the bat. So I wasn't able to actually put things together. I would always kick to the body in the first fight, come back with hands. Well, that that was taken away once he caught the kick. So there was a lot of adjustments he had made. And I thought, um, you know, it was it was one of those scenarios where we just we made each other better, I think, throughout our career. And it was I was pretty I was pretty happy, even though it didn't end up with my the way that I wanted it to or me winning the third fight. But it it. I look back and I'm like, it is what it is. And I enjoyed every second of it. Pretty, pretty impressive. You guys went 15 rounds. It's crazy. 15 rounds. Minutes. You guys could not finish each other. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, really it was when you look at the, the, the way it was, the first one went to you, the second one, and the, the third one was a split decision. Yeah. So close fights. It makes me it wonder was, had I won that one, would I have gotten the title shot when I first came in? It makes maybe, me wonder, makes me wonder. Maybe. Huh. Yeah, uh, Never it know. is. All right, guys. Hey, I want to thank you guys so much for uh, watching the show. Follow us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all the platforms. And uh, thanks, guys. Sorry we were a day late. I owed you guys that fan question. Thank you. There you go.